What's up, everybody? Welcome to today's edition of Locked on ACC. I'm your host, Candace Cooper. Thanks so much for joining me today. We have a great conversation ahead of ourselves as we're talking with AJ Black of Locked on Boston College on all things realignment. Of course, that's a hot topic word, but what's bigger is the fact that we are trying to predict what could be. There's so many different ways that the ACC could probably get this thing together, but more importantly, we got to have the conversation about how did we get here? I cannot believe the ACC, a school, I mean, a conference that I have grown up to love love is in shambles and money is the name of the game but ultimately I hope we can find some sense of loyalty but let's have that conversation here today AJ thank you so much for joining the show thanks for having me on it's uh it's you know it's we just talked last week and it seems like everything has changed <laughs> exactly right I can't right. believe we're over here making predictions of no divisions and getting excited about you know what's coming of ACC football and now we're sitting here finding ourselves damn near not going to have a conference going to dissolve so I'm like not trying to be in the panic mode but I'm getting close right yeah I mean we'll talk a little bit more about what it needs to be but you know I think there's ways for this conference to save themselves but I haven't seen them do it. I got, you know, like you're hearing all these other conferences doing things except for the ACC. And that that's worrisome. And, you know, maybe, maybe Jim Phillips is like the ultimate, like Godfather gangster, where he's just like, he's not letting any of us in yep. on what he's plotting. And then he's ultimately just going to come out with like the, ooh, the ace of spades or like, you know, the big joker yeah. or something like that. For those of you who play spades, like let's, let's hope that's what it is. And he's not just not crap in his pants right now but <laughs> well you, you maybe and it, it kind of links in with like a saying that i have started to to do with like my my work in the media which is don't over over promise and under deliver yeah so maybe he's gonna maybe with his quietness like you're not expecting anything and then when he does it as you kind of said it's just a different way of looking at it. like boom he's gonna yeah. look like he's gonna look like the mad hatter out there doing you know crazy things to keep the conference in, in check Man, I'm seriously praying that that is his mentality right now. But of course, when we look back on what the ACC has been in the tr rich tradition of, I mean, serious sports powerhouses, it's hard to believe that we're in a conversation that the ACC might dissolve. And you had the good fortune of putting up a very great video. If you have not checked Locked on Boston College on YouTube and subscribed yet, you're doing yourself a disservice. But AJ, put up the conversation about realignment, of course, the hot buzzing thing. And of course, people are going at it in the comments and they're trying to, everyone thinks they know everything. But if you could just give a little bit of your take about the background of how you were like, hey, let me just put this out there and kind of how it went. Sure. So like basically it, it, it's in the end, it's still the end of the ACC, but I kind of envision the way- that AJ, that was yep. very negative. <laughs> well, yeah, but uh, it's negative- but it's just as for me, it's how I see it is reimagining. I'm going to spin it here. Reimagining how you see college football, right? Okay. Okay. And basically, I'm on board with there possibly being uh, two mega conferences in the end of the day, what, what eventually the, the end product will be. And it basically will be a northern tier and a northern conference and a southern conference. And there's, there's the, it would basically be the Big Ten. It would be run by Kevin Warren. And then the South would be, you know, the SEC. But they'll probably change. They'll, they'll, they'll change, uh, SEC probably won't change the branding. But uh, maybe neither will. But, you know, in the end of the day, what you're going to get is all, at all of these conferences, you know, the Big 12 is doing things to save themselves right now. The Pac-12 is, is, is dead. Uh, and you're going to get like a big 30-team conference on the, on the North and the South. 
And it would be run kind of like what you see in the NFL, where you have an Eastern Conference, uh, Eastern Division, a Midwest Division, and a Western Division, or whatever way you want to do it, so that it's not like 30 teams and then it's like, no, you know, complete chaos. It's, you know, the, the Eastern Division plays most of the Eastern Division. Hey, that's a lot of the ACC schools. You'll have like, you know, Rutgers and BC and Pitt and Syracuse and Virginia Tech and maybe West Virginia at that point looks a little bit like the old big East. Then you have the Western, which is a lot of the PAC 12 schools. They they're playing against each other. And then the Southern schools will do kind of the same thing. They'll poach Clemson, Florida state, Duke, wake forest, most of the big 12. And they'll do that kind of similar thing where you'll have like the tobacco road group, the Florida group, and then maybe the Texas schools or whatever way they want to do it and then run college football Again, you'll get those regional rivalries, which is what everyone wants, but it just looks different. And I know for everyone that at the end of the day, it, it feels weird to have that because it's, it's a different way of looking at things. But maybe in the end, if you have, you know, what, 65 power five schools and they all find a home in this system, you know, it still kind of ends up working out, right? No, AJ. And let me tell you why. (laughs) Go for it. (laughs) College football is not the NFL. While I do think that's a brilliant idea, I do think having regions and pretty much trying to emulate the NFL and having divisions is excellent. To me, it's like it takes away from the Saturdays you get up, you go with your mom or pop to go to a game and like you have this rich tradition. You're going to go see, you know, that huge rivalry game, the red bandana game at Boston College, or you have the UNC NC State game or anything like that. Even the Miami Florida State game, like you have your rich tradition of rivalries restored. And to me, you're doing yourself a disservice for these kids because as much as we want the NFL and like we want to emulate having professionalism at some point can we not just not enjoy being college athletes like I know for one trying to do this NIL deal stuff is already probably cumbersome enough but then to try and add on a professional type schedule as well as college academics is damn near insane and let's not forget we're doing all this regional stuff and division stuff for football like what do what do those implications mean for your non your non we called it today on yesterday's show with Kenton Gibbs your non-for-profit because at the end of the day you're not generating a lot of money here it's a, it's a loss but you still are having the opportunity to participate in sports and when I from a from a woman's perspective title nine to me is in jeopardy when you start doing these division things because there's a lot of sports that don't transcend you know for certain universities and so to me it's just we're trying to be professional in football and if football needs to be taken away, like its own entity, fine. But I don't know how you make that work for like state funded schools. So, okay. I have answers to everything you brought yes. up. I can't wait. So regional stuff, as I said, you would make each division, a, like you're going to have a whole new playoff system, right? You have basically like a ACC South division which like wake forest duke clemson like you you put them all in a division so you get those regional games every year right you get that in there that's the first piece that would kind of address that that issue so it's not like you're going to have boston college playing stanford every or that would be a good game never mind boston like they would like that rutgers versus stanford no one would really <laughs> care about that right For sure that that's kind of a a whack game and and it's not like a whack what am i saying (laughs) um but you know what i mean like 
you're going to get the majority of your local games still in if you do a system like this. And this is all just thoughts that things I've been reading about and kind of the way I, I envision the end game being. So you hit that. The, the, the part that you lose, because I think what you do is you get those regional games that you always play, you know, whether it's wherever you live and in, in, in those schools, you get rid of, unfortunately, the FCS is going to have to change too. You get rid of those games, you get rid of the money games. And I think the power five is going to become its own entity as well, which is, I mean, the group of five is going to be their own entity as well, because I think you're going to remove those games so that you can reschedule, you, you play your local teams and then you're out of conference is within your, 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 um, your grouping that you can play like, okay, so Boston college plays uh, UCLA and they play Ohio state or something like that. So you can get those. That is how you would envision the out of conference. Now your, your second point that I thought was really important too and I and I, t- I touched on this in my video, is that I think that this new system should be football only, and that with every other sport, basketball, including men's and women's basketball, the Olympic sports, needs to go regional. I think, and I think it's you know I would much rather see for basketball each each like region has a rich history of rivalries that I feel like with these bigger conferences have kind of gone away, you know, at at different points, right? Like up here, again, I'm going from a Boston college perspective from the big East BC had a big rivalry with Georgetown and Villanova, and they don't play Mm -hmm. them anymore because they're not in the ACC. Now you could change that. And what it would do for the schools and the schools, of course, they're being a business. They're going to like this is you cut out a lot of the travel costs because now Boston college doesn't have to travel Miami you know, for every sport, they can go to, you know, Harvard and play Harvard because Harvard's a good school in a lot of sports. And that's fun. You can, you can cut down a lot of those things. And I think that again, reinvigorates those local rivalries for different things. So again, it's all just how the, this is all plays out. If, if it's all just a cash grab, everything I'm saying is crap. And they're just going to do what the easy thing is to make money. But if the, if the leaders in charge here, think about, a different way of looking at everything from, from men's football all the way down to the, 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 inter, the non-revenue sports, they can make this, make college sports different, but still effective. So my, my two cents. Yeah, no, those are great two cents. I think you bring up really good points and, you know, I'm always down for having the discussion, but I really hope that Jim Phillips is having this discussion as well. Yep. That, that's yeah. my only two to three cents about that. Before we get into a deeper conversation of what probably could be, should we move forward with the dismantling of the ACC as we see it in its current state? I want to remind you guys that with ever increasing numbers and makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts stores to stock all the parts you need. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. It's a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer and they have everything you need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. We encourage you to head to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? We know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliability, prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Please visit rockauto.com. 
So we're rocking and rolling here with AJ Black of Locked On Boston College. And of course, we are talking about what could be the start of the end of the ACC. Never thought it could, could be as a former student athlete myself at the University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill. I just am so used to greatness. That is uh, the Atlantic Coast Conference. But times change. I never thought Roy Williams would leave. But you know, things get crazy. I never thought Coach K would leave. But here we are. And you know, I think that now we're having to have come to grips and come to Jesus conversation about the future of the conference. And on yesterday's show, Kendrick Gibbs and I were talking about Miami, well, not Miami, Florida State and Clemson being the two possible first to leave. Now for you, AJ, someone who's a part of the Boston College that doesn't necessarily get the biggest attention in necessarily football's perspective when it comes to the ACC, but still has a very strong program. Do you feel any nerves towards the dismantling? And do you feel like you know where a potential home could be for Boston College? I mean, I think I am worried. Yeah. Uh, I, I said this before that, you know, it, it depends on how they're envisioning the, the values of these schools. If it's a brand yeah. thing, then I'm a little worried. If it's, if it's a media market, if this is all about TV deals and things like that, well, Boston's a, a major media markets. You know, if, if the Big Ten wants to expand to hit those major media markets, as I said on my show, there's tons of Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State fans that live in Boston. They would be able to get good ratings in this area. That's fair. Um, yeah. You know what I mean? And, and on top of the Boston College stuff. So that piece, I, I'm, I'm not that concerned about. But the piece that does worry me is if they're like, oh, you know, let's look at with blinders at how Boston College has been in the last 15 years. Then I'm worried because, of course, um, football has been a seven and seven and five, six and six team consistently for what like 10 years straight mm -hmm. with it with uh you know sporadic really bad seasons thrown in yeah um but i i worry that if that is the case that the big 10 won't look at bc won't look at a school like bc mm. because when you're looking at the school the the sports that they're they're offering what's bc's biggest attractiveness attractive sport right now other than football it's hockey. And that's mm -hmm. unless the Big Ten really wants BC for men's hockey. And I'm sure BC would drop, you know, we're not gonna talk about <laughs> hockey east, which is a big northeast thing. Yeah. You know, they're not that's not a big a big selling point for them. So I'm worried about that. Cause if that's the case, where does Boston College end up? Yeah. Well, I know uh, I was gonna say women's lacrosse in Charlotte North. That could be your ticket right there. Right. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean. They, the ticket sales and, and the, the attractiveness of that program. I, I do think that I hope that if all this continues, it goes on for a couple of years, because I, as you've said, you know, and we've agreed that with Boston college, like with Jeff Halfley, I think he's going in the right, pro, right direction. Yeah. I think Earl Grant's going in the right direction. Yes. So I think the program should get a little bit of momentum into the stage. And I do think, you know, I think a lot of fans again, have tunnel vision of what BC has been. But what they could become in a program in a system like this with more money, I think Boston College could would be attractive and has history with a lot of Big Ten programs. And they've been rumored with the Big Ten even before this realignment stuff. So they wouldn't surprise me if they're one of those teams that kind of slides in with a couple other teams, kind of like what they did with the ACC. 
Right. But I guess my biggest question is, you know, with Coach Halfling, Coach Grant, as you mentioned, I'm sure these coaches are panicking just a little bit. I know we're sidetracking oh, yeah. here, but like yeah. all the coaches who are trying to make a fast track to build their resume, maybe go to bigger conferences, bigger programs. I'm sure you're sweating bullets a little bit trying to figure out where you're going to be. Like, I'm sure the ACC kickoff is going to be thriving with conversations around all of this. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it, it, and I've heard, you know, I cover recruiting. Yeah. And I've heard buzz that it's already being started. It's already being used on the recruiting trail negatively oh, wow. against the ACC. Wow. That, like, the the um, concern about instability has been been thrown at kids. I've heard multiple people talk, who I know talk to me about that. So it's been used negatively against the ACC, and that's why I'm hoping. I mean, I'm crossing my fingers. Like, you know, I want – like long-term stuff, but I'm hoping we hear it like this week. Yeah, from Jim for Phillips sure. Because for he's sure. been wicked. I, I'm sorry, I'm talking like Boston. <laughs> no, I did I it. it. I tried I not it. to say I wicked. I love it. I love but it. I, you know, I'm, I, he's been super quiet. Yeah. And I want to hear more from him. And he's, I, he's like the only commissioner that hasn't been talking. And, you know, I think we're going to sit here and pray that he is making, he's a godfather gangster who's going to make some moves in the dark and just pop out. And maybe, you know, we got two weeks for the kickoff and maybe he's going to address it there. And it's going to be breaking news where everyone's laptops are going to just go into a frenzy because we're all going to be trying to tweet his quotes so fast. Like, that's my prayer, one. Two, I'm just like, I absolutely agree that something needs to be done because we look crazy. And I'm like, the ACC is not crazy. Like, am I tripping? Like, the way I've seen the ACC be commenting and people talk about, I'm like, I'm just confused. Like, didn't we just have like five out of the eight teams go to the Elite Eight? Like, do we not yep. just have yep. Clemson winning national championships like two, three years ago? Like, are we, are we scrubs all of a sudden? Like, I don't think that that's the case. So it's just very perplexing, but also a need for our commissioner to kind of just reassure, you know, the institutions that things are going halfway decent, but, you know, say all that to say, if we were to have to dismantle and things are going to go awry, we're going to slowly have to depart from what we know to be the Atlantic coast conference. I would love to get your thoughts on how you feel like we can move away from the current ACC and maybe into some better light that still makes our conference viable. Yeah. I mean, so, I had to laugh because as we're as we're recording this, I'm reading a tweet that says from Brian Floyd, who writes for SB Nation, mm -hmm. says, I need the ACC and Pac-12 to merge and then name the two divisions Atlantic and Coastal. <laughs> <laughs> See, he, I mean, I'm just saying we, we're hip. So just know you heard it here exclusively first, though. I mean, I, I, I think looking outside the box, grabbing a t some teams like the Pac-12, I think, is perfectly set for some poaching from the ACC. And I think the schools that are available would make the ACC a, a, a solid power conference again, like to the PAC 12 and merged. And as, as I was just joking, made an Atlantic and a coastal and just reimagine the name. Who cares if it's not the ACC as it was, yeah. things are changing. It's better than it being dead. Right. Absolutely. If you added, think of this, who's still available. Oregon, Washington, Cal, Stanford, Oregon State, Washington State. Okay. The, the last two, you can, you can take or leave, right? Add those schools. Then you, you throw that Hail Mary. I, I refer to it on my podcast. It's the white whale for Jim Phillips, <laughs> Notre Dame. You add, so now you have Stanford, Washington, Oregon, Notre Dame added in with that group. 
I think that should that a would get you out of the the grant of rights with ESPN right away. I think you'd have to be able to get back to the table. That's a win for the conference right there. That would that enough like if you you need to do something like that to get ESPN back to the table to cut up that ESPN deal because that ESPN deal is what's killing this conference. Yes. Right? <laughs> you do that, you get the money back up. Now you have a, a, a group of good opponents that'll keep Clemson and Florida state Miami's and UNC's happy. Right. Yeah. And then that should give you a good solid group to get the ACC and move it forward. Yeah. I think that is just like, to me, it's all about the pitch, right? Like we're trying to pitch the Clemson's who very much care about football. We're trying to pitch to the Florida States and the Miami's who very much care about brand. And to me, you're trying to pitch to the Carolinas who are like loyalty, loyal to the soil, been here since infancy, but they're trying to say, all right, well, we're kind of being dangled with a new carrot, but I would, I'm just curious, like now that we're having all of this realignment talk, like how often has this happened? Cause to me, this, uh, this personally isn't coming out of nowhere. Like, I'm just like, what the hell is going on? Everyone's just shifting and deciding, eh, I'm good. Eh, I'm good. You know? So I'm just curious to see how long this has been coming to pass. And I've been joking on Twitter, like, okay, well, what was the point of the Alliance, the Pac-12, the AZ and the big 12, big 10, excuse me. If Kevin Warren was just going to be like a big F you to all of us. And like, I just would love to be a fly on the wall when that USC, US, UCLA thing went down because I just, I can't imagine that going over well. It's totally the Fredo and the Godfather thing. <laughs> no one, I, I was surprised no one reacted, but I guess it was a little weird, but like, it's it's Fredo. Fredo is is Kevin Warren from the Big Ten, where he kind of goes behind the Godfather's back, the group's back, and does what he wants, right? Yeah. And so, yeah, I, I think the realignment thing in college football has been a nonstop thing for 15, 20 years. I mean, it goes all the way back to the Big East. I mean, I you know, there, we're in, BC is not a big factor right now, but they were a big factor when it happened, right? Right. Um, and that first go round when the biggies got poached by the ACC and then all these other conferences started to merge and everything started moving around. I mean, it's been going on all the time in college football. If you want to go back further than that. Right. Right. But it's always, it's always that evolution. It just feels right now. That's more like a consolidation than a realignment. You know what I mean? Like all the powers are just going into one conference instead of a bunch of different conferences or moving between conferences. Right. And that is what makes it feel a little weirder, but, you know, again, as I said, like if 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 these co- if you're viewing conferences maybe as a a bigger term as a, more of a governing body body at that point of like that's what the new conference is going to be is instead they're going to kick out the NCAA which I still think is going to happen yeah. um, and that's who runs it is like you know the Big Ten is running this super conference with all these different like what would be conferences in in, in between it. That could be kind of how you see things now. That could be what it turns into. But to me right now, like I can see like the the panic, right? That there's going to be schools that are left out or these rivalries are getting killed and everything is going away. Um, But there, I just, it's going to be fascinating. I can't wait to keep talking about this with you, Candace, for the next like month or so. I know, absolutely. You brought up a really good point about NCAA and I want to finish on that note. And I want to remind you guys, that first from the people who admitted healthy and tasty comes the latest gift to your taste buds. You've probably tried the amazing coconut brownie chunk built bar, but guess what? Your friends at Built have given chalk coconut, there it is, coconut brownie chunk, say that three times fast, the puffs treatment. 
That's right, Coconut Brownie Chunk Built Bar. Flavor you love in a deliciously chewy marshmallow covered in 100% real chocolate. The best part about the Built Puffs is, of course, they taste amazing, but you can enjoy them guilt-free because they are good for you. They are a perfect treat, perfect when you are craving, you need to satisfy your sweet tooth if you need a quick healthy snack and are looking for an excellent source of protein go to built.com right now use promo code lock 15 and get 15 percent off your order again using promo code lock 15 so wrapping up here with aj black of locks boston college and he brought up a very interesting point before we talked about those lovely delicious built bar treats about the NCAA and how it's pretty much a big f you to the NCAA in so many words and for those who people who don't really know I guess the strife that is with NCAA, can you maybe touch on why so many schools are pretty much trying to figure out a way to get around or just avoid the NCAA at all costs, especially like to me, the Mark Emmert thing, like him deciding to retire. I feel like he had to just know this was all coming. I mean, it's just been years and years of inconsistency and it's, you know, not allowing certain things to evolve naturally Mm -hmm. that, I feel like the schools and the player and the administrators are just like done with the NCAA. Yeah. Kind of like what you said with Emmer, right? It goes back to the abandoned thing with like players wanting to get paid. And I know we've kind of, they've kind of opened the NIL box, but that again goes back on the NCAA, right? They had time to kind of figure this out, right? right. And be able to, to get a system in place that's equitable for the players, but also systematic so that it, it's like, it has regulations. Instead, they just put their head in the sand, NCAA put their head in the sand, and now it's like Pandora's box has been opened up throughout the world. And, you know, you got Miami football, who's, you know, writing humongous checks to every player, while other schools are going, what the hell, how am I supposed to be able to, you know, it's all, it's such a mayhem right now, right? Yeah. So there's all that going on. There's, you know, this, you know, institutional um, inequities and the ways that they treated certain things going on, like, you know whatever you want to say about what went on with like Baylor or even Mm -hmm. UNC, like there was stuff that went on and the NCAA did a horrible job of regulating any of that. And that's on them. Right. So I think there's just frustration from fans, from players, from administrators with this overarching body that doesn't seem to do anything consistently or equitably and they want to be able to say, screw this, we're going to do it on our own and remove themselves. And they could, and I think it's going to be happening soon. Yeah, and I, my biggest thing is like, maybe the signs were there when all of the NIL stuff started going down and there was no governing unified uh-huh. regulation formality. When people were like, hey, NCAA, these states are each, some of these states are specifically allowing for this to happen. If you don't get on board, if you don't try to give some regulation, it's going to be a circus. And they didn't do what they, what anybody recommended right. or advised them to do. And now we have a zoo and now you got, you know, Nick Saban crying on TV talking about this is not fair. So to me, I'm sitting here saying NCAA has like some inkling as much as the, the progress we've seen towards NIL they had some inkling that the, the football and college football was going to just take a life of its own. And people were just going to get tired of, you know, these fault, I would say a false policing, you know, what the way they decide has been very inconsistent, as you said, about when they want to regulate things. So to me, I'm fine with the, like the NCAA doing away with itself. I feel like they've screwed a lot of kids out of plenty of opportunities, years of eligibility and the like, like to me, it was, 
a miracle that they even gave people an extra year for COVID and all that good stuff. But just to see it now, I'm just very curious how they try and move forward and regulate and make sure that they, you know, pretty much show who's boss, like the power control, the power dynamic has shifted. Like we can say it shifted a little more in favor for the kids, but it really is these institutions because you can't tell me that, you know, people have thought about these children (laughs) when it came to making all these deals. Right. No, it's all about, it's all about the (laughs) member institutions that's getting all that. Right. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. But I mean, when it all boils down to, I think there's so many good ideas out there. I really do like the Coastal Conference idea. I'm hoping that sticks. I hope we can come back to the show and say you heard it here first and just re-air it because that that one might be the moneymaker. But for folks who want to continue listening to your sound wisdom and advice, where can they find you, follow your work? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm the host of Locked On Boston College. I am on a... (laughs) I'm supposed to do this every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, but because of 4th of July, I'm doing Tuesday and Thursday this week because um, it's also my birthday and I've just been out. Today's your birthday? Yeah. Oh my God, AJ. Way to bury the lead. The whole freaking show. Are you serious? Yeah. I just got back. Oh my God. You want to know what I did for my birthday? Please do. So (laughs) here's your your old guy day of of the week, right? Yeah. So I have two kids. I have a three-year-old and a one-year-old. And their daycare was closed and my wife had to work. So I got stuck with them all day. (laughs) (laughs) I am exhausted, Candace. I went out for dinner and I was like, both me and my wife, my wife is more chippy than me, but I was like, I've been with the two of them all day long. And I, I, I I feel for everyone who has little kids like this, but that was been my entire day. Um, I enjoyed a drink and some dinner and I'm going to go to bed early. Love that for you. Oh my gosh. Happy birthday. I'm Yeah. And then. You got a new job. Tell the people about the job. Yeah, I was gonna, I gonna get into my new, uh, yeah. my new deal too. So, um, I am now the publisher of Two Four Sevens Eagle Insider. So, um, I run the one of the big, I think the biggest BC site now in terms of uh, paid subscribers and and for free content. So, if you want to check it out, awesome. I've talked on the site before about my my recruiting my recruiting chops. I have a ton of it. I actually have a, 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 a scoop on there right now for my subscribers that I, I actually, my first week blew up the Virginia tech boards, been there <laughs> furious at me, but I'm right. And they know I'm right. So check out Eagle insider on the two, four, seven network and become a subscriber. I think you'll enjoy it. No doubt about it. AJ, happy birthday, friend. All Thank right. Thanks so Candace. Much. I really appreciate it. <laughs> of course you guys have a great rest of your week. Candace Cooper and AJ black until next time.